I think we can sum it up like this. A vacuum rarely exists in nature. I mean, you get into space and different places and different areas where a vacuum exists, but you don't see a vacuum in nature. Let me give you an example. I, I, I vaguely remember doing this when, when, when we were in chemistry class. Um, but if you put a tablespoon of water in it, you can empty a can, uh, like a soda can or a pop can, whatever you want to call it. I say soda for everybody else. Pop is what we always call it. You know, uh, by the way, if you go into any, uh, my wife can tell you this too, if you go into any, well, I, I guess I shouldn't say anyone. Most of these uh, restaurants and things like that up in the area that we grew up in, Northwest Indiana and Chicago and all these areas, it says pop right on the menu. It doesn't say soda or soda or whatever. Uh, anyway, a pop can. So you you boil that pop can on the stove, put out the burner, and boil that water out of the can. And then as soon as the, the water is boiled out, you can take a pair of tongs and turn it upside down in freezing, I say freezing cold, but just in cold water. And what happens instantly is that that can crumbles. Uh, I mean, almost to the point where it looks like somebody jumped on it and, and, and crushed it. But, uh, and the reason why is this when steam rises, it pushes the air out. So when you put it in that, you put in that water like that, it, it's uh, the, the, the cold water that it condenses the steam back to a liquid and it creates a vacuum. And nature doesn't, nature doesn't like a vacuum. And so what happens is it instantly tries to eliminate that vacuum. It gets rid of it. And <clears throat> technically speaking, what happens is the external air pressure of 14.7 pounds per square inch does the rest of that work just in the blink of an eye. You, you, you put that thing in there and it just instantly will crumble that can. Because as I said, a vacuum rarely exists in nature. And that same thing is true of the spiritual world as it is of the physical world. If you kick the bad out of your life and then you go replace it with something that's good, then all you've done is make yourself a target for something that's worse to take its place. Turn over to 2 Peter chapter 2. In other words, the doctrine of replacement means that a wise a wise person will not only eliminate the wrong influences from his life, but he's going to immediately turn around and replace that with the right influences. Because if you don't, you're going to end up, end up worse off than you started. And that's exactly what God was saying, in, or what Jesus was saying in Matthew chapter 12. Right? In Matthew chapter 12, he said, this evil spirit got kicked out, and then he started looking for a place to go. And so when he found a place to, when, when he couldn't find a place to go, he went right back to this other house, and he said, man, this place is and he said it's a whole lot worse off because obviously nothing was replaced. The bad was kicked out, but the good was not put there. Second Peter chapter 2 and verse 20 says, For if after they have escaped the pollution of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled therein and overcome. The latter end is worse with them than the beginning. So the key principle, especially for young people or new converts, people who have just been saved. Uh, it's, it's so key for us to learn this. The principle is, is just found repeatedly from one end of the Bible to the other. Turn with me if you want to to these things. I'm going to go through them pretty quickly. But Psalm 34 and verse 14 says, Depart from evil and do good. You have that exact same phrase in Psalm 37 and 27. Depart from evil and do good. He doesn't just say, leave evil, go away from evil. He says, yes, put out the bad, but then replace that with good. Right? Isaiah chapter 1. Verse 16, back one turn over there. Isaiah chapter 1. Romans chapter 12, verse 9 says, Abhor that which is evil, cleave to that which is good. First Peter chapter 3, verse 11. Let him issue evil and do good. Third John, verse 11. Beloved, follow 
chapter 1, verse 16. Wash you, make you clean, put away the evil of your doings from your former life, cease to do evil, learn to do well, seek judgment, relieve the oppressed, judge the fatherless, please the widow. So put the bad out, but then learn to replace that with good. That's what he's saying. And we see that principle all the way throughout life. If we lead somebody to Christ, let's just say a Jehovah's Witness gets saved, is it good enough for them to just stop spreading that? Message of the Jehovah's Witnesses? Is it good enough for them to just stop evangelizing people and send them to hell? No, they need to actively seek to evangelize people to lead them to heaven, to lead them to Jesus Christ, right? It's the same kind of thing. We've talked about this in the first few lessons, but when you come to an understanding that your music, if whatever music that happens to be that you've chosen, that your music of choice is opening up the door of the occult, we talked about that. If it's if it's soaked in sensuality, if it advocates for rebellion, if it believes idolatry, if it's physically damaging and addicting, which is all the characteristics that we talked about about rock music, then a wise man will throw it out. Right? We talked about that. But, but if that's all you do, you're going to fail. Parent has a right to throw their kids rock music out. They're walking in. It's a little bit harder nowadays because, you know, it used to be that you had a tape player or a CD player or something like that. You used to go through all the CDs and see what they are, right? And a parent would be absolutely right to go through their child's music and throw out anything that's bad, right? parent has absolutely, absolutely right to go through a Spotify account that their kid might have or an MP3 player that they might have and get rid of anything that, that shouldn't be there. Yeah. That's the job of the parents. That's the parent's responsibility, and you have every right to do that. But if you don't then leave them to replace that evil music with good music, then all you've done is create a vacuum. And what happens is a vacuum closes in on itself because nature does not like a vacuum. Nature, a, a, a vacuum just doesn't exist in nature. So don't be surprised if, if your attempt at musical purity fails if you have not replaced it with, with the good. You're guaranteed to do that if you don't want to practice the darkness of replacement. I think that humanity in general, I think it's very, very safe to say that, that you, because we're all mostly this way, are inherently musical. You enjoy hearing music. Even if you can't sing or even if you can't play an instrument, you enjoy hearing music. You know good music when you hear it. You know a good voice when you hear it. You know somebody who's got a great tone on whatever instrument they're playing when you hear it. Because I think most people in general are inherently musical. And so that that fact leads us to this conclusion. Part of the reason people like rock music is yes, it reflects delights in that Sinfully, but the other part is that we just like music. We like to hear music. And, and uh, if all we do is tell them to get rid of that bad music, which is what we've been talking about the last five, six, seven weeks, get rid of it, get rid of it, get rid of it, right? But if that's all we do, then we're, we're going we're gonna to be musically frustrated. Well, if I can't listen to that, then what can I listen to? And what ends up happening is it relates to something that's just as bad or many times worse. So the musical part of us will starve, and, and in that hunger, we'll reach blindly towards the trash that we just left, which is what happens so often. I've seen it happen so many times with, with my friends, with some of the other young people, that they go to camp, and somebody preaches on music, rock music, and they say, no, well, I'm going to get rid of my rock music. And so parents do this, people do this all the time. They take all that music, and they put it in a shoebox, and they put it up in their closet. I'm not going to listen to that stuff anymore. So then they haven't replaced it with the right stuff. They haven't filled that void. And so then, when they're sitting there, and where they would normally have the wrong music,
they hid in the closet and they said that we're not going to listen to it anymore. And Paul, oh, I remember this song. Paul, oh, I remember that CD and the next thing you know, you're listening to all of that same stuff again. So it has to be replaced with something good if you're going to get rid of the bad. Right. So let me give you some suggestions on practicing the doctrine of replacement. I'm going to give you a principle structure to go through tonight, and we're not going to get too long on this, but I think they're important principles for us to understand. Number one, purge the wrong music from your life. And that's the first step. Uh, if you're going to replace something, you have to have something to replace, right? So get rid of the wrong music. Go through your music collection. Pick anything that, that, that resembles rock music. And, and if you have to go through artist by artist, song by song, the music that your mind and body feeds on, you need to purge it. You need to make sure that, that it's not something that you shouldn't be listening to. You know, pull up your, your, your Pandora account, if that's okay, your Spotify account, if that's what you have. And, and make sure that you're not, you're erasing those things that are not being replaced. Gear off the radio for the rest of your life. That's such a dangerous thing. When you, when you have presets in your car, and I, I honestly I couldn't even tell you the radio stations around here. I, I know 1140 and what is it, 1140 FM, that's 1140 FM. Those are basically the only two channels that I, that I listen to when I'm in the car. What happens when I'm off in here? Thank you. 
internet radio stations. There's others. Uh, those those two, I think, are going to be the best ones for you. If you, if you want some other ideas, I can probably drive some other ones for you. Um, but but those Fame BBC and Fame Music Mixes also have an app. You can you can download the app for free and you can listen to that music on your phone. And we have these uh, everyone from iTunes. Everybody, a lot of people have nowadays smart speakers, and, and you can just Bluetooth it straight to your phone to to the speakers in your house and listen to that music on all day long if you want to. And um, it's it's so important that you're doing that. If you, you're the type that you like to buy CDs, then buy them. But if you know Fame Music Mixes again, they still sell hard copy CDs, and they are. I think, uh, I mean, obviously there's some, there's some Christian colleges that are putting up good music, um, and, you know, if you want my recommendation on whether, I, whether you want me to tell you if it's good music or not, I'll let you know. Um, but Faith Music Mixes, I think, is kind of the uh, top of the producer. In fact, a lot of the colleges that are producing music get their CDs produced by Faith Music Mixes. And they, they put out good music. Most of what Faith Music Mixes puts out that, if you need a place to start looking for good music, that's the place to start. But uh, and if, if if you can if you don't, if you prefer a, a streaming, then go on one of these internet radio stations. If you prefer, you know, Spotify, then then, then you know find a good CD and look it up on Spotify. You know those kind of things. But um, for that matter, Spotify has some excellent hymns channels. Um, you can type in hymns, and it'll give you all kinds of playlists. Uh, but we leave those radio stations out. We leave Spotify playing you know, playlists all day long, every day, in our house. And, uh, and it's rare that there's not music playing in our house. And if, you, you know, if you need some ideas, you can go through my playlist. You can, you know, we have we have CD after CD after CD. I don't know how many. Josh can probably tell me, but we probably have 25, 30 CDs at least that are in our uh, in our music that we play before and after the service. And here's the thing, it may cost you money, but it's worth it. Um, to have a Spotify account, and I say I'm not I'm not um, advertising for Spotify, but I think it's $15 a month for your entire family. Everybody that has a device can get on that Spotify uh, account and um, CD. I mean, what are they, 10 or $15 a piece? You know, they're, they're going down in price, it seems like what they used to be. But if you're trying to replace it with good music, that is a noble goal. And it's going to cost money, but it's worth it. It's better than listening to bad music, and it's better than not listening to any music at all. Your body needs that. Your mind and soul needs that music. And so, um, by the way, if you decide to get rid of your wrong music, it's possible. Get rid of it. Yeah, we're yeah. on that. Same thing with the movies and things like that. You know, if, if you've made a decision that, you know what, I'm not going to watch that type of movie anymore, get rid of it. Well, I, I'll sell it on eBay or stuff like that. Let's go get a little bit of money for it. If it's wrong for you, it's wrong for everybody else. That was your bad decision to go buy it in the first place. You lose that money. I'm sorry. If you want to sell a good CD or a good, a good DVD or something like that, then go make money off of it. But if you're making a decision to get rid of it, get rid of it. Just just throw it away. Trash it. Right? Throw it in the, throw it in the garbage and get rid of it. Is that right, please? Or is that right? Here's number five. There's two more. Number five is this. Number five is this. Pour the good music in your life like you used to pour in your bad Right? Um, somebody who, who drinks and drinks and drinks and drinks alcohol, and they decide that they're going to stop drinking. They've got to replace that with something. Right? Drink water. Drink something. You've got to, you've got to replace it with something. And the same thing.
not church music, it's good music. Well, that means you listen to the church, right? No, it's, it's good music. Here's the last thing. I think this is this is more um, particular for parents than, than for everybody else. But build in those whom you influence an appetite for goodness. Build in those whom you influence an appetite for goodness. From the time that our kids were old enough to sleep in their own rooms, they brought the Becca Lake to go visit. And actually, before that, that when 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 Becca was carrying jackets, we played music. They can hear. You know, I mean, by all scientific accounts, they can hear what's going on outside when they're inside the womb. And so from the time that they were, before they were born, they were listening to good music as they were dressed. And, and we do the same thing, but uh, especially for them when, before they were born, when they were babies and everything else, even before they, uh, even before they were sleeping in their own room, we were playing that music for them. Uh, we own hundreds of CDs and tapes, and, and we still do. I, I'm sure they're out in the garage somewhere. Now it's Spotify playlists and things like that, but it's so important that you put these good lists together and then let them uh, play. And of course, we play music constantly in the car around the house, and, and that's that's partly because Becca and I are musically inclined ourselves. But even more than that, it's, it's that we want to develop in our children a taste for the right kind of music, and 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 really an, an aversion for the wrong kind of music, so that when they hear something bad music. Thirty minutes early, you're going to hear music playing. You turn it on as soon as we walk in the door, and 
and you'll hear it clanging up front. But if you try to get away from it and go out of the foyer, you're going to hear it out there. It'll follow you into the bathroom. You'll, you'll, you'll hear it in all the offices and in the classrooms and everything else because music is such an important part of our lives. And, and from day one, from the first service that we had, we started playing music. I, I told both from my wife, I told her that the reason that we have that music playing is so that you can hear what good music is supposed to sound So that you can know this is. And there's a huge, huge variety of that. It's not like, oh, it's, it's not a hymn, so I can't listen to it. There's a huge variety of good music. But you have to be able to recognize what's good music in the premises. So, um, and, and then, you know, the, the, and the, the last amen that's said in here, the music comes back on, maybe done, maybe you know, somebody's gone. It, it's so important that we hear music. And if, if, uh, if I have my way, then someday when we have a church building, we're going to have speakers outside and we'll be playing the music outside and we'll let everybody else out there hear too. They need to hear that good music. We need to hear that good music. Why? Because music is enjoyable, it's emotional, it's artistic, it's powerful. Because from day one, I have to intentionally set out to start a show with us and show my kids and my family what good godly Christian music sounds like. If, you're, if, you're, if your life is filled with the wrong kind of music, eliminate it. You can't just eliminate it Thank you. 
not going to be quite as Let's break. Father, we love you. You thank you so much for our good work. Thank you for the time we spend together today, tonight, and for our service this morning. We pray for the many that are out today. God, I pray you bless them today. If you cover them back quickly, those that are traveling too, God, I pray that you give them a good time while they're away, and then bring them back safely as well. I pray that you keep us safe over the next couple of days with the weather that's coming. Uh, I don't know exactly what it's going to be, but I pray that you keep us all safe. And that, uh, again, in this new year, you help us to be a witness and testimony to you. Want us to be that we might be so saved. Thank you for all that you do for us in Jesus' name. Amen.